We're here to inspire, inform, and connect entrepreneurs and high achievers. Welcome to Results Radio with the number one results coach in the country, Sean Shuchuk. Sean is as focused on your results as you are. Visit our website at www.yourresultsradio.com and take advantage of the free tips and gifts. Plus, get your copy of the best-selling results journal developed by the number one results coach in the country. With you in mind, it is the most powerful achievement tool used by high achievers today. Here is the host of Results Radio, Sean Shuchuk. This is Results Radio, and I'm your host, Sean Chuchuk. Welcome back. The last show, we had a really great conversation. We were talking about uh, branding in relation to you and your business and what that really is. Today, we are going to take a little bit of a different turn. It's going to be really interesting. And like always, we're very, very privileged to have incredible guests come on the show and share their time, their expertise, and experiences with us. But before we get there, if you haven't done so yet, go to our website at yourresultsradio.com and get yourself a copy of the Results Journal. It was designed with you in mind to help you accomplish more and to do it in less time. I always get a lot of feedback from listeners all over the world. And the one question that has come out of this is over the last two weeks in particular, there's been actually three or four around success versus significance or fulfillment. So I'm going to be asking our guests some of the questions around that today. There's a lot of people right now that are in a difficult situation. The situation around the world today has created some challenges for people in their lives, relationships, and businesses. And one of the goals, one of the big goals that we have with Results Radio is being able to contribute, to add value, to be able to lend a hand to those people that need that. So I encourage you to not just for today's show, but go back to all the other shows and listen. There is incredible information from some of the most amazing individuals, some of the most brilliant minds there are today. Today is definitely no exception. My guest today is an international gymnast. He's a doctor and a surgeon. He's a software developer. He's a musician. He's definitely a successful entrepreneur, international speaker, best-selling author, and a coach. Listen, this guy is absolutely incredible. I've had the privilege to get to know him. I've had the privilege to hear him speak from stage. His heart-centered approach, I think, is different, and it is unique, and it's special. And I encourage you right now to make sure you're paying really close attention. Get a pen and a piece of paper. Take some notes from this. As, as him and I talk, Dr. Freddie Bahin, welcome to Results Radio. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Chuck. Listen, tell us a little about your, your list of, of accomplishments and accolades is incredible, and I, I'm, I'm bril- you're brilliant. I'm so happy that you're here. But I, for our audience, please share a little bit about how you show up and what it is you bring when you are working with people, whether it's coaching or speaking. What sets you apart? I've been asking that question pretty much all my life. And not in the sense of what sets me apart, more, more like what can I do so I can be set apart, so I cannot be just another gymnast, so I cannot be just another software guy, so I cannot be just another whatever. So I've always asked that question, and for me, it's always turned back into integrity for some reason. It, integrity has been the biggest thing in my life that has 
allowed me to accomplish things. And the word gets thrown around a lot. But when I think about it, it, integrity truly is when you do what you promise yourself to do. I mean, forget the world. But if you said, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And if you get up at 5.30, you were out of integrity. And that's pretty much the center of what I do. And I think with, with that kind of accountability to yourself, what is impossible? <laughs> that's how I live. That's awesome. So let, just so we're clear, and, I, and so I'm clear, maybe, I, maybe I'm still in the update. If I make a commitment to myself that tomorrow morning I'm going to get up at 5 o'clock and I don't honor that commitment, then there's a question about integrity. 100%. I, I look at integrity as pregnancy. You either are or you're not. And you can't have it on Mondays and Wednesdays and not the rest of the week. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I love the analogy. Thank you for sharing that. Listen, a lot of, a lot of folks today around the globe have encountered challenges over the course of the last seven, eight, nine months. No one expected the challenges that we're facing today. And so many people are lost. And I, and I use that word intentionally. They're lost. Uh, they don't know which direction to go. And so the human nature is, is we're faced with too many options or we don't see any options, we remain stagnant or status quo. What would you say to people today that are facing some challenges as a result of what we're all encountering? Look, I, I know people that are employees that are thriving. I know people that are business owners that are struggling and thriving. It, if, if there is a chance, in my book, I quote uh, a section of Dumb and Dumber, which is for those people that have sense of humor and watch that movie, there is tons of lessons in there, in my opinion. But one of the scenes talks about the one in a million chance. And the, the concept of success and thriving is really just finding that one that works. I mean, you only need one opportunity to, to make it big. You only need one right person to have a successful marriage and relationship. You need one good partner to make it happen. And the, the reverse is also true. So when, when things like this happen, which as human beings, we're programmed for just being comfortable. We, we, we don't put ourselves into stress mode. It's just the way we're wired. If something is working, unless there is stress, we're not going to move. And I think this is one of those gifts that will cause things to move to the next level. I know it's scary for the, for the short term, but bottom line is what is the next level that you should have capitalized on? What is the next thing that you could bring value on that if you didn't have this forceful change, you would just be in the same uh, rat race practically for the rest of your life? This is an opportunity that is really uncomfortable, but if it wouldn't happen, you're not going to move to the next level. And the whole point is here right now to not look at yourself as a victim and, and think like even if we think about political situations and like who's going to become president or not, most people freak out one way or another. But the point is you still have control over what decisions you're making, what, what you want to achieve, and you just got to sit down there. And I know at the beginning you spoke about uh, fulfillment, success, versus what was the vocabulary used, uh, significance, right? And, and bottom line is someone that has achieved so many things at a high level, if you get to the end zone and you're not fulfilled, you just wasted all of that resource and energy. So it's a great time to sit down and think, what, what is it 
that would fulfill me, that if I accomplished it, it would be incredible. Instead of looking back at most of us end up doing a lifestyle based on values we've learned. Either we're afraid of going hungry because our family was hungry, or we're, we're thinking, you know what, we're not going to do this because of a pain that our family or friends or something that we've experienced. So we end up going a direction that not necessarily, is not necessarily what you really want. It's just to avoid the pain. And then somehow most people end up getting stuck in that lifestyle rather than thinking, you know what, this is what I want at this age. And that last value that I set for myself was maybe when I was a teenager. And it's time to change it. So it's a great time to look at that. What is it that would fulfill you? And what is the value that the world needs? And then just go towards that. And I know it's, it sounds a lot easier than not, but in the past nine months that we've been uh, dealing with this stuff, there's so many friends that have come to me and I've pointed them to the new ways of life. And, and they're actually making a living completely away from what they've done before. And you just got to look at where is the world going? Where are the opportunities? You're talking about, and from what I take away from what you just said, success versus significance. Is that, is that a fair statement? That is a fair statement. I mean, if you've heard uh, me speaking on stage, when my intro video shows up, everyone goes, holy moly, this guy is, is who is this dude? He's got all of these accolades. And I come on the stage and I go, the secret that I know about this guy that you guys don't know, because everyone thinks, wow, if I only could have one of these aspects that Freddie has, my life would be amazing. And I come on stage and I bring it back down to earth and I go, you know what? I know something about this dude that you guys don't know. And that's the fact that he's a phony. And of course, people are like, wait, wait, Freddie's phony? And I mean, no, he's a phony. He did all of those things because he wanted to be loved and be significant. And none of those accomplishments got him there. So he had to climb the next mountain and the next mountain and the next mountain until one day I realized when is this going to end? And I realized that I was doing those accomplishments. Your achievements at your age are incredible. The average person today doesn't do half of what you've done, and you're a young guy. So that's amazing. And it's interesting what you said just a moment ago, and I want to bring some emphasis to this, because you said I did it because I wanted to be loved, correct? Correct. Does I that wanted to be that not only loved, I wanted to be enough per se, because I felt like I wasn't enough. In your, in, your, in your mind, Freddie, or others? In my mind, of course. My reality shapes <laughs> my behavior, and my reality was, my blueprint was, that in order for the world to put value on me, I need to have a championship under my belt. Oh, no, that's not enough. I have to have a massive degree under my belt. Oh, no, 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 that's not enough. I need to have done philanthropy work. Oh, no, 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 that's not enough. I need to have multiple businesses. Oh, no, that's not enough. I need to have... Millions of dollars. Oh, my God, that's not enough. You see where I'm going with this? It didn't. I mean, I I am. The thing (laughs) is, you can't lie to yourself at the end of the day. And I realized the stress that I was under, that I was trying to achieve so much more than the average. And everyone, not only, (laughs) here is when it actually hit home for me. I wanted to do things so I could be significant enough so I can, per, per se, earn my spot for a friendship, earn my spot for mm-hmm. a family situation where they say, you know what, yes, Freddie is awesome. But the more I achieved, the more I alienated people around me because now they felt like they weren't enough. So it kind of backfired on me, if that makes sense. 
This is very it's, very, it's very interesting you say that. And for all of our, our listeners today, I hope you're listening because some of this information, all of this information that, that Dr. Freddie is sharing is, is incredible and it applies to every single one of us. And doctor, just so you do know, you don't have to have any of those things. I consider your friend. This is Results Radio and I'm your host, Sean Shushuk. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. What would being a best-selling author do for you and your business? Massive credibility. Your brand launchpad. Celebrity. Over two-thirds of Americans want to write a book. Get yours published now and distribute it around the world. More exposure means more prospects. More prospects means more clients. Even better, you don't have to do it all alone. You've got the leading publishing and marketing team doing it with you. At Results Press, it's easier than you dreamed. Visit us today at theresultspress.com. You and I know you're ready for more, for the freedom that you were promised when you decided to become an entrepreneur. Sean Shuchuk is the number one results coach in the country, and he wants to work with you, but only if you want to achieve real and lasting results. If you want five times or ten times your income, and to do it fast, if you want that six or seven figure income, visit changeyourresults.com now. Send Sean a message and say, I want real freedom. I want to invest in myself and work with you. Welcome back. This is Results Radio, and I'm your host, Sean Chuchuk. My guest today is the incomparable Dr. Freddie Behini. Freddie, I have a question for you. You talked about all this amazing stuff you have accomplished and how it didn't really give you the fulfillment that you desired. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about change. Change for most people comes hard because, and you referenced this in the first half of the show, where you said that most people they settle for status quo. And I'm paraphrasing what you said. I hope that's okay. Because the average person today goes to school. Let's be very clear. You've got some fancy wallpaper. I've got a couple, two or three pieces of that sitting in frames in my basement, I think. And what's interesting about that is school doesn't really teach us to go out and do some of the things that bring fulfillment. We're taught to typically to go get a job, work that job for 25 or 35 years cross our fingers and hope that we have enough to retire on to live out the rest of our days. I personally don't see any fulfillment in that, that model, if you want to call it that. So how do I, if I'm that listener today, I'm sitting there listening to Dr. Freddie and this Sean guy talk about success and significance and fulfillment and some crazy achievements that, that you have, that you've accomplished over the course of a very, very short period of time. How do I go and change what I've been doing for the past, maybe it's 10, 15, 20 years? How do I make that shift? Because as it's been said many, many times, that the only people that really embrace change are babies in wet diapers. Well, you know, they're not <laughs> listening to us. That's, that's really, I think, the essence of what my message is on stage and when I work with my clients in coaching them in whatever field it is. Look, I believe fulfillment is a personal journey, and I believe that what we think fulfillment is is one situation, but what reality is is another. And I think there was a quote, and I'm going to paraphrase it. I wish, I think it was Jim Carrey. It says, I wish fame and fortune uh, to everyone so when they have it, they can realize that that's not it. And um, <laughs> the idea is you will not understand what that is for you until you achieve what you need to achieve to realize that wasn't it. 
Like, you're not going to take my word for it to say, you know what? When I was standing there, 10,000 people are cheering my, my name in the stadium. I just did my routine at the World Championships. I introduced a brand new move to the world. That's like the pinnacle of my life. And the moment I hit the ground after my dismount and I saluted the judge, I realized that was it. 15 years of training and it was done in one minute. And it could have gone any direction. And I realized that wasn't the pinnacle of my life. What was is the 15 years of me saying no to the wrong things and saying yes to the things that I should have said. And I realized who I became as a result was more important than that moment in championship because that just passed in one minute. That's a little well, deep. Yeah. I think well, there are going to be people, I've had people say this to me and you and I've had a couple conversations over the last couple of years and I'm very privileged. I've started running profit for 43 different companies. I've got a publishing company. I've worked with almost 10,000 clients on the coaching side. I've spoken thousands of times from some big stages and some small ones and but people come to me and they say, Sean, I, I can't do what you do. And I say, well, you don't have to do what I do. They say, no, no, I'm not smart enough. Or I don't have whatever that is that they believe it takes to achieve at a high level. What do you say to people when they say that or something similar to you? I'll tell them to read chapter 10 of my book. <laughs> um, look, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't, I mean, people look at me like, like you're saying, people look at me and they go, wow, Freddie's a genius. Freddie is, is just a natural athlete. Freddie, all this ex- extraordinary things. And I look at them, I'm like, what if I told you I was told by the officials that I would never, ever be a competitive gymnast, let alone world championships, let alone scholarships and all of that. They're like, no way. I'm like, yes. What if I told you that I almost flunked UCLA, and I got into medical school with a 3.1 GPA. They're like, no way. And the point is, I found that one in a million chance. And I didn't have that extraordinary ability. And as a matter of fact, when you are the underdog, that's, that's more beautiful for you because that, that who you become, that I just said that, who you become is more important. If, if it came easy to you, then you didn't become anything more extraordinary. But if it was a challenge, that's, that's who you become. And this is what gives me the power in today's world is that I have tools that I can bring from different industries to other industries that makes me more powerful. Like when I'm looking at a problem, be it in a medical sense or not, because of my software ability, writing code, I'm wired differently so I can look at it differently than a doctor. Or if I'm writing something that I want to simplify it for my clients because of my background in medicine and and as an athlete, I'm able to bring tools in that otherwise would not be available in that environment. And that gives me the power. So just building tools under your belt will allow you to solve better problems. And this is, I think, the key. We we boxed ourselves in. And and one of the most dangerous things, in my opinion, especially when I work with the clients, is the identity and the fact that we use the word I am and then we'll fill the gap in, in, behind it. And, and if I say I am a doctor, the moment I identify with that box, I've, I've pretty much destroyed my chances to be anything other than that. And, and in my opinion, you are many things. Don't box yourself in. And that identity is important that you're able to solve like a Swiss army life. 
have, have different facets to yourself, and it's okay to be more than just one thing. If you are doing a specific job, learn a new technique. Learn something else. And one of my mentors once told me, I find things that I don't enjoy. Because, like, let's say you're, reading, you're a reader. You generally read books on topics that you actually care about. It's rare that you pick a book off the shelf and like, oh my God, it sounds like the most boring book or horrible book. And you read that. You read something that is interesting. Or if you're uh, looking at YouTube on a topic, you look at something that you're interested in. And my mentor said, study things that you're not interested in. And this is like such an incredible challenge because otherwise you would not have that knowledge. You know, my so first I, book, I'll I say be a Swiss Army knife. You're right. In my first book, I say the roadmap to success is printed on the outside of the box. If you don't kick out of the box, you never get to where you want to go. And I think success for everyone is different. I don't Success, although there's this connotation around it that it's about money, it's not always all about money. So I, I like that. Let's, let, me, let me do this. I want to ask you something because so many people today are, you know, and you, you've, you've talked about this today, so many people are in a place where they want more. And I don't necessarily mean more money, but they want more from life, whether it's experiences, whether it's significance, whether it's strong, powerful, high trust relationships. And maybe it's they want to take that leap into and to become an entrepreneur from the hamster wheel they've been on for years. And they're standing there with their their toes over the precipice, willing and, and able to take the jump, but something is holding them back. Maybe willing is the wrong word, but certainly they want to. What, what do you say to those people? Look, fear is obviously an important factor. And I think if we ask our question why, why something is not possible or why you can't get started, if we uh, keep asking that question and really get deep, we realize there is fears. I mean, we, you're more likely to get moving because of fear or get paralyzed versus when we're in comfort zone. So the way I've deciphered fear and uh, like asked the question and taking it really far and deep, the common denominator that I've seen in almost every client that I have, including myself, is that our fear of not being loved is, is the ultimate. So I think if we can figure out how to be more okay with that concept that you are loved despite of your accomplishment, most people that don't get started is because of fear of failure. And ultimately, when you ask them, well, so what if you fail? It turns out to be, well, if I fail, then I'm not going to be respected. And then so what? If you don't get respected, ultimately, it's like, well, if I don't get respected, then I'm not loved. And then people are not going to be around me. I think ultimately, success has to do with you being okay with who's around you. And success is a lonely road. I know that in multiple fields. If I'm writing a kick-ass uh, software, I'm sitting by myself. I'm not with anyone around me. If I'm training hard to be a world-class athlete, that's me by myself when no one's watching. Becoming a doctor is years of studying by yourself without anyone around you. So, I mean, success requires that you're alone, and you have to be okay with yourself. And this is it. We've we're, we got to be comfortable with, with the person that we live the longest with, which is ourselves. And I think that the, the step to moving to the next level is value. Bring in value. You have to add tools to you. You can't succeed just by sheer willpower. 
that is not enough. If, if, if it was that easy that anyone with willpower could achieve something, then we would be as human beings a lot further than we are today. What's necessary is to back that willpower with skill sets, whatever that may be, whether it's business skills, financial skills, interaction and communication skills, whatever that is, you have to build those skills. And this is where, again, going back to the Swiss Army Knife concept, you've got to bring value. And if you bring more value than the neighbor, you get paid for it. And if you solve a bigger problem because of the value you bring, you get a couple of extra zeros in, in the payment on that. It's hundred percent true. I, I have another question for you in a little different direction. You're, you're highly successful in, in a lot of areas. What, if any regrets do you have? I do actually have a couple of regrets, but they're not horrible regrets. <laughs> they're not horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> because, you know, uh, with, with what I've accomplished, if I have any regrets, then one of my mentors said, if, if you're not happy with your life, then everybody else should go and die. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's like people spend a lifetime to achieve what you have done. And you, if you're, you're having any kind of a dissatisfaction, that's, that's not fair. And I got it. There is a couple of regrets. Number one is when I got accepted to medical school in the last year before medical school, I, I qualified again for another national team to compete at the world championship. And at that point, I was in my mid-20s, I made a choice. And this is, again, due to cultural situations that I was in and my understanding of the world, which was way narrower than, than it is today. I believe that, you know what, been there, done that as an athlete, I should pursue my career and do medical school now rather than going and doing the world championships. And the fact is certain things in life only have a lifespan that is, that is short, and you got to maximize on that. So that's one of the regrets. I wish I would have started medical school a year or two years later, and I still would have competed as an athlete at that high level. It's nothing is worse than stopping and, and, and retiring your athletic career at the peak of your physical ability. And that's where I was. I was at my peak. Like I had mastered the sport at the level where I could create new moves and new skills with ease. I didn't even have, I was in that incompetence what do you call unconscious incompetence? I was, I was, I had mastered it. And you don't quit at that point to go do medical school. So that's one of the regrets because I could have always done medical school the year, next year and then the year after. But I could, I could not go back to the world championship. So that's one regret that I have. And then the next one is the medical school itself. Again, it, it's related. We, I believe, spend the most effective years of our lives which is in our 20s, in my opinion. And, and we do certain things that we, we shouldn't. I, I believe that the 20s is where you should go and do risky things where you can get burned and you can get back up and say, you know what, I have the rest of my life to start over. I, I've talked to many students regarding this. I'm like, if you're going to go into a field like medical field where you have to spend at least a decade, this is your entire 20s that's going to be gone with you sitting in libraries by yourself and being punished for not being in the top 10% and emotionally you have to hang. I mean, being in medical school is a tough scenario, just, just emotionally because the competition, because there is 
so much that emotionally will destroy you and make you question your, if you're even good enough because that's, that's what they want. They want to make sure you can mm-hmm. do it. So I think 20s needs to be spent on things that you can't do later on in life because you still have time. And those are the only two regrets. I wish I would have done the world championships and I wish I would have spent my 20s doing other things that I, instead of medical school. That's very refreshing, and I want to thank you for being very honest and transparent, and I think that's missing in a lot of conversations today. That raised a final question I have for you today, Doctor, and it's very simply this. What do you say to people who perhaps are in their 40s or their 50s and who, who they want to start over? They want to make a shift and a change. What do you say to them, and they're afraid because of where they are from an age standpoint? Yeah, that's a great question. And and before I even answer that, that fear, I think it exists in both of us even, Sean, because if you don't have that fear of detaching and then doing something new, like you have to leave the boat in order to reach the island, right? And and the moment you, you know, leave the boat, that's, that's the moment of fear, like, what if I don't make it? And uh, I think that a certain amount of that is very healthy. Because I always say anticipate what could go wrong and plan for it and then step out of the boat. I think that's the smartest way of doing a change versus just, you know what, I'm just burning everything and I'm jumping into water and then you forgot there's sharks in the water. Like mm-hmm. you, you got to know what could potentially go wrong and anticipate that and then do it. So changing a career, for example, requires you can't just jump ship. I mean, you can. I, I love setting myself up for success. I did that as an athlete. I, I, when I was competing at the high level, I actually had a business already established and I was studying pre-med while I was doing that. I don't have extra time to do other things uh, like other students that all they do is go sit in class and train. And so I had to be efficient. I had to know like what is the one thing that I should do and what are the few things that I shouldn't be doing so I can shrink the time that I need to do. So it's really important to look at all those things that could potentially injure you and put you out of the game. So um, shifting a career, and many people are thinking about that at this point, which, which is a great mm-hmm. timing in my opinion. You got to know what is the bare minimum that your life can survive with financially, first and foremost, before you burn that boat. And you got to cover that. The concept of building wealth, first and foremost, is financial control. It's not about making more money. It's about keeping more of it and be more efficient with your time. And unless you learn that, regardless how much money comes into your bank account, it, it will find a way to leak out. And I'm, I'm 100% sure you've experienced that. And unless <laughs> we, we get educated on that, which is outside of school, there is no way that money will ever stay in your bank account. It will leak out. I can guarantee that. <laughs> doesn't matter how much it is. So financial education is really important and understanding what is the bare minimum for you to survive so you can adapt and bring a new skill so you can capitalize on that and utilize it for your next level of whatever journey you want to get on. Incredible advice, imperative advice. Thank you for sharing so much. Please share with our listeners if they want to find out more about you or want to contact you or want you to speak, where can they find out additional information uh, about you? 
Absolutely. So obviously I'm on social media and Facebook and Instagram. I'm more active on Instagram actually. And they're all, they can always search for my name, Freddie Behin, F-R-E-D-D-Y-B-E-H-I-N. And my website, same thing. I got one final question. And I ask this of every one of our guests on Results Radio. And it very simply is this. What is one golden nugget that you can share with our listeners that when we finish speaking today, they can wrap their head, heart, and hands around and go and implement on and realize from it? Absolutely. I guess as an expert in achievement and not finding that fulfillment, (laughs) I urge people to not do what I have done, not in the sense of achieving because I love more tools, as I said, but not doing it for the wrong reason. So you actually get to your achievement and go, man, I rock. This is an incredible life. What's next? That's different than, oh, my God, I'm here and I'm still not fulfilled. What's next? It's two different life stories, per se. So in order to overcome that, I think what's missing, and I, I know you've coached thousands of uh, people, and I'm pretty sure you've, you go at some point through this process with them, it's, it's clarity. It's clarity of what it means and what it is that you actually want. Perfect example is, I want great relationship. Well, what the heck does that mean? And, well, well, I just want a great relationship, but what does that mean? And if you don't take that deep to understand what are the components of that great relationship, even if it's right in front of your face, you're not going to know it's there. And I think this is the best tool you can use. Find out what are the categories that would make your life a true success that would fulfill you. And some of those areas obviously are financially motivated. Some of them are significant oriented. Some of them are relationship oriented and some of them are health related. So find those things out and ask yourself, what would make that incredible? That if I'm on my last day, I would say if I have done X, Y, and Z exactly that way, I would be fulfilled. I had a good life. And then figure out what exactly the ingredients are. If you're talking about a relationship, what does that look like? Who is it? What needs to happen? So when it does happen, you can check mark it. It's not a vague question. I just want to be happy or I just want to be in a good relationship or I just want more money. Those things will cause you to never achieve them because your goal is never crystal clear. Specificity is definitely a component of, of success and significance. Dr. Freddie Behin, thank you so much for joining me today on Results Radio. It's been an absolute pleasure. And for every one of our listeners, I hope you've been taking notes and we'll go back and re-listen to, to this entire conversation. This is Results Radio and I'm your host, Sean Chuchak. Thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't done so yet, please go to our website at yourresultsradio.com. Get yourself a copy of the Results Journal. It was designed with you in mind to help you accomplish more and do it in less time. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other. Thank you for joining us today on Results Radio. Every show, we bring you the very best guests that share with you their experiences and expertise. Do whatever you have to do to join us for our next show. And visit us today at yourresultsradio.com. While you're there, get your copy of the Results Journal.